We start tonight, though, where we finished last night. Yet another arson attack on a building linked to the housing of asylum seekers, the 18th in the last year alone. A seven-bed dormer bungalow in Leakslip County, Kildare, was badly damaged after it was set on fire in the early hours of this morning, even though it wasn't even being considered for international protection accommodation. The Thonishta, Michal Martin, he says tonight that the government will consider tougher penalties for those associated with these attacks. And Christina Finn of The Journal, take us through what we know of this latest incident. Yeah, so detectives are investigating that that arson attacked on the vacant house and leak slip that happened overnight and the Gardaí issued a statement um, following that incident saying that the accommodation had been subject to a significant volume of misinformation, disinformation and rumour in relation to the proposed use of that building. Um, so we understand that there's been protest happening outside that building for a number of weeks. Social Democrats um, TD Catherine Murphy had said that she was aware of, you know, misinformation around, um, you know, the building and, you know, social media posts and people speculating that asylum seekers were going to be using it. But the Department of Integration has confirmed that that building was not earmarked or wasn't on their radar for any use for international protection or Ukrainian refugees. So it's just another example, I think, as you said, the the 18th or so arson attack that we've seen on such uh, buildings um, where we've we've seen this inform- misinformation um, spreading online about the use we've seen in Ringsend and other locations around the country, and it just feels like it's it's escalating a bit now in terms of whether the government can you know grapple with how they deal with that misinformation, be it locally, um, nationally, and and you know to make sure that these buildings, I suppose, aren't just going to be burned to the ground for you know concerns that people have that have no grounding whatsoever and even Catherine Murphy saying as well that another leaflet had been circulated identifying a second house in the vicinity and claiming it too was to be used to a house asylum seekers which was completely wrong but there is perhaps a perception emerging Christina that those committing these crimes are not being caught that perhaps could be encouraging others and perhaps discouraging people as well from offering a Accommodation, the 18th attack in the last year. Uh, at what point does this perhaps to perhaps start to damage confidence in the Justice Minister and or the Garda Commissioner? Yeah, well, when the Justice Minister Helen McEntee has been out in front of the media over the last number of uh, weeks when such incidents have taken place, there has been questioning of her about arrests, you know, the um, process in which investigations are underway from the Guardian and questions I think are being asked about the speedy process and, you know, is there not enough evidence in terms of tracking down social media posts or CCTV camera or why we aren't perhaps seeing people going uh, before the courts for such incidents. You know, arson is a is a, is a very, very serious crime. And I think people, particularly when we see incidents like this or actually when you see any incidents of arson, whatever the reason, um, people expect, I suppose, um, justice for that and for those people responsible to be brought before the court. So I do think there is, as we've seen, the Tanisha, he's in uh, the United States at the moment, uh, speaking to reporters saying he wants to see, you know, perhaps tougher measures. But I, I don't think maybe tougher measures, they're probably there already. It's just about ensuring that the people that are responsible 
actually are brought in, arrested and face the court system for whatever um, incidents that have taken place. But again, we're talking about yet another incident tonight, Christina and Marco Kahasig of the Green Party. I was talking to John Lannan, who, who works with migrants on the ground uh, on another programme earlier this week. And he intimated that he felt that the government perhaps wasn't tackling this particular element of this migrant crisis, these attacks with enough urgency. What's your reaction tonight? Well, I would like to see the urgency applied to it. I, I note that there was five arrests made uh, for the, the burning of the tents going back to Sandwich Street, Sandwich Street, which is, is going back quite a few months. I know the Gardaí have said that it does take a long time to gather the evidence that you need to make an arrest, make a credible arrest. But absolutely, and I, I think you hit on it there, that this is a very small element it's a very small element of people who are perpetrating these crimes and they're very serious crimes but it's also a very small amount of actually the number of people that we've taken we've taken 100,000 people plus over the last couple of years uh, as a state as a nation state and many of those alleged arson attacks and properties linked to migrants cannot be dismissed lightly I'm not, at the same I, time I'm not dismissing them lightly at all I'd be attaching the utmost seriousness to it but what I think is important to say is that the vast, vast majority of our population have risen to this challenge and risen to, risen to it magnific magnificently. And you can point at communities up and down the country where people have been welcomed and been integrated and made feel very welcome. This is a small cohort of people. And the perception and that those involved, potentially involved, aren't being caught, which could encourage more yeah. or discourage more offers of accommodation, which, as you say, are needed. Absolutely. It's extremely corrosive. But I do think it's a small number of people who will engage in this because I mean this isn't talking about voicing concerns uh, within your community or saying we need whatever requisite services in order to provide for people this is a criminal act it's very very small percentage of the population less than a percentage of the population who will engage in this kind of activity and I want to see it clamped down on Michael Fitzmaurice, um, Marco Kahasig wants to see it clamped down on. Uh, Michal Martin saying greater deterrence might be forthcoming. What do you think tonight? Well, the first thing that nobody, nobody can condone uh, the burning of buildings like that. Um, I think, you know, it's, to be honest about it, it's, it's completely wrong and despicable. Um, I think, though, that if I was listening to Christina right there, she said those um said this has gone on for a few weeks and look at I've seen in one area near myself a Saturday night and I just happened to see it going up on Facebook um about a, a place that they were that was being talked about and I rang Roderick O'Gorman the following morning to find out exactly what was going wrong and I think for us as public representatives in all our areas um if there's uh, something that we, if there's a talk about something, or if there's, uh, I hear that there was a leaflet drop or something there. Correct. So, yeah. Like we would have, we would have information by a phone call or by a PQ at worst within a week. And I think you know, in fairness, our our web pages or our our Facebooks are fairly well watched by everyone. And I think that. Um, you know, we need to do that as well. Michal Merton talking about more legislation. Look, at, I presume, and in fairness, I think the legislation is there. But, you know, like for Gardaí, um, as Mark said, it's it's a long, painstaking job. Um, it, no one can condone that above all things. And um, I think that uh, we could 
the likes of us as politicians can help to clear but, up in our areas um, we, what things or what we get back from the government. But also, I think government need to come out with if they hear the likes of that. Because in fairness, you know, nearly Facebook or our, our, our mm. pages like so that, you'll see stuff. So like, it I, should be I, nailed I, fairly it, quick. Is it a question of resources then, Deputy? We see figures over the uh, over the weekend that 129 companies to provide this accommodation were paid €1 million Euro plus to yeah, provide again, the accommodation for three months between July and September. So should the resources be diverted from there to perhaps no, greater security? Look, at, I would have... I, if you talk to people right around this country, an awful lot of people don't have a problem with, um, say, giving women and children and all that uh, a place to stay. But the problem is that there's, a, there's 20 or 30 outfits that's they're taking millions out of this. And why don't we look at a different idea to get buy-in from communities? We have local development companies in every place around this country. And we have buildings in towns that might hold 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 people. And um, instead of putting 50% of, of, of the total number of an area into an area on top of that from a different country and basically flooding it, you could do this in a sensible way that there would be, if the government worked with local communities, put the funding up to buy the buildings, get their rent back, there's no free dinners in, in, in basically for any community, but the, what they would have in the rural areas especially, and I've seen this and I've done the pricing on it, um, in rural areas, people that buy buildings do them up and in nine or ten months they have to price them back so that if they get another year, they're made up. But if a local community got that money in, just yeah. think, we That's try it. town and village. I, I, I too hear, all I these too hear it, it, Donnybrook are looking to yeah, jump no, in on I, that I point. I just was saying, um, thinking there, Michael was making a good point about um, you know misinformation, I think, and the role that local representatives have to play here because at the end of the day, we've heard time and time again about a communication strategy being rolled out by government, be it, um, you know, explaining the system but you know at, at grassroots level we're seeing things like this pop up on social media be it on Twitter Facebook and all the rest and I think it is incumbent on local representatives you know or, or TDs to do their own fact checking get out there and say actually I've checked with the department and that's not but the case Jennifer yeah. we, we have seen sorry with the Rings End case that exa- that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened that's you know we picked up the call called the department they said it wasn't earmarked for asylum seekers and when we had local reps coming out saying that they weren't Back to the point we, we started with, and it was Catherine Murphy, Jennifer Whitmore, your pol- your party colleague, who spoke of the disinformation in leak slip. Um, is, is it really feasible that the government could go around and challenge and correct each leaflet that goes through a letterbox or each bit of misinformation that might be in a community? I, I think if, as Catherine said, you know, the, you know, she said that there was um, disinformation going around in relation to that particular um, uh, house and indeed uh, another property as well currently. And I think it is really important, you know, if, if it's if it's not being considered that 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 needs to, to be made clear to the local community. But I do want to sort of come back to the, the points that were being made. I think the people who were setting these fires, they are criminals. They all they want to do is create fear, create division, and they are spreading hate. And I don't think that they give a damn about exactly what's going into different properties. I think the people who are doing this um, in many instances may even know that there's going to be no one put in there, but they're actually setting fire because they want to 
create that sense of fear for local communities. I don't think it's local communities that are doing it. I think there's a small number of people who are travelling around the country, who are um, really stirring up emotions and fears within local community. And then they are maximising on that and setting fires to these properties. And I honestly don't think that no matter how much information is out there or how many times a public representative representative comes out and says that that's earmarked or it's not earmarked. I don't think they'd care. I think all they want to do is spread fear. Marco Cossie. Um, and I think what we need to hear from the government, you know, rather than the Taunish just saying he'll consider this or he might do this, we need them to actually get their act together on this because it's been a year now. We've 18 hmm. properties that have been burnt. We had, you know, uh, one last night, we had one in Britis uh, over the weekend. We're seeing, you know, we're not seeing uh, action from the government on and this. Before, we need to hear from them what they're on, doing for, to prevent Cox, these and then how they're going to hold in. people There's to account. There's just two things that I want to pick up on there. Um, first, this business of inf- misinformation or disinformation. Whether it's misinformation, disinformation or information, it's not OK to burn out properties. So regardless of whether that that property in Ringsend was intended for homeless families on waiting lists in Dublin or for people in direct provision. And indeed a texter here saying these arson attacks are deeply embarrassing for the country. It, It doesn't matter. We're talking about accommodating people. So I don't care if it was legitimate information that people were going to move into that property. There is no legitimate reason for arson. And the other thing, and I, I agree with a lot of what Michael said around, I suppose, the 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 transfer of money to private operators. Yeah, I know that Minister Roderick O'Gorman wants to bring... Looking into that, it had been suggested over the weekend that it would investigate the, the, the profits in that sector in particular. I am, I am quite sure now the Public Accounts Committee, we respond to accounts prepared by the controller and auditor general. We do a very comprehensive job, but it takes time to get there. It has to be audited first. But the other thing that I did want to mention was that Minister Roderick O'Gorman is updating the white paper on direct provision and he's going to talk about the, the building of purpose-built state-owned accommodation for those people who Barry, are coming. Barry, I, I, this, I just, this has been talked about for years. The, the, you know, we, we had a white paper, it was updated, uh, the government was, was Jennifer, meant to have yeah. those built. But Mark, it was, Jennifer, but the context, the what context we're seeing from now that white is a complete paper. failure of government to deal with this issue. A complete the context that of that the previous white paper, Jennifer, you have to accept that the context in terms of the numbers of people arriving from 2020 to the context that we're in today has completely but, but, changed. And so the, Mark, the original white paper and the, the, our the, commitment the in the programme for government about ending the direct provision uh, system, that was that was based on numbers. That We've seen a huge change since then. Now, you have to accept that, Jennifer, and I know you want but to play. Mark, Mark, you want you to get to a little bit of party politics Mark, in there, and no, that's no, all Mark, fine and well. But you have listen, to accept that the context changed. We're having people burn houses, and we're having people burn uh, nursing homes down, buildings down across the country. We have communities out protesting. We have um, huge money going into the private sector. That white paper was, re- uh, was updated, and further recommendations were made two years ago two years ago and those buildings those six reception centres were meant to have been started last year government has not done it not only have they have they not done it but they're not even going to say where they're going to go until the local elections so if you're talking about playing politics I think that's where you need to be looking at when right we need to see action on this the the opposition have been very constructive in this we've repeatedly said that the government needs to move from an emergency footing to a medium to long-term response it has not happened. Has not happened. And that's why we're seeing the, the situations we're seeing at the moment. Barry, just, just one thing there. Um, 
when you see private operators, um, it's nearly like vulture funds at the moment. I see, I see it around my own country. They're going to all these small towns looking for empty buildings. When you see the, when you read the stats of what has been given out, some people or some companies have drawn down 22 or 23 million. That's colossal money that would help local communities. Yes, and, and 129 way. paid 1 million plus yeah, but, in a three-month period but, but, but with some properties think, there already think, in some of those communities Just think as if well, this was more focused on a bottoms-up approach and communities where get, we every year every one of us as public representatives you have town and village and you're trying to get all the different funding streams to help your local area just think how that may help and there'd be, be an awful lot better buy-in now on top of that people have a right to peaceful protests because I, I think we have to be clear on that but above all things they are if you talk to them right around the country they are fed up of these people going around looking at every old building uh, looking at basically right. trying well, to do it up and that type of stuff needs to be sorted well, we'll have lots to run on this issue I'm sure over the weeks and months ahead